0: Welcome to Horns Up and we are sharing folk and power metal vibes today because we've got Ensapherum's Petri Lindroos, I hope I didn't butcher that name, on the show. They have a new album out this weekend, that's the July 10, 2020 weekend. It's their 8th release, Thalassic. Peter, you've been following the band for quite some time, right? How do you think this album held up?
1: Yeah, I mean, like they did try something new with the concept and things like that, so that's cool. But, uh, you know, if, if you're a fan of the folk metal or power metal-ish uh, vibe, then you'll enjoy it. But, uh, yeah, I know it, it. some people do find it kind of cheesy and things like that. For me, it's that uh, little variety in my playlist. It adds that. It is very
0: cheesy. And in the interview, actually, we, <laughs> we learn that uh, cheesiness is something that is completely acceptable and in fact encouraged at the Ensiferum camp. So yes, there's a lot of insight into what makes Ensiferum well, Ensiferum. Here we go.
2: So yeah, I'd like to welcome on the show uh, Petri from Ensiferum. How are you doing today?
3: I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much.
0: Congratulations on the eighth Ensiferum album, Thalassic. Uh now the press note mentions that this is the first album that has a specific theme to it, and uh, that of the seafarer and, and associated nautical topics as such. It also mentions that this happened because on the press cycle for previous albums, journalists kept asking if there's a theme of sorts for for the albums, and that kind of sparked up the idea to do an album with a theme. So is it right for me to say that Thalassic is like, you know? hey, you wanted a theme album, here it is, kind of a deal? Uh,
3: Yeah, we've been, uh, been asked that question for a longer time already. And, uh, well, finally, the, the idea came together from our bass player, Sami Hinka, who did massive amount of research for all the historical events and digging out myths and all kind of cool stuff to write a theme album. man. Now we have a theme album about ocean related happenings
0: also in the press note, there's a mention of a heroic mentality that's a signature of sorts for Encipirum songs uh what really is the rationale
3: behind that? What is this heroic mentality? Well, that's a very good question. Well, we've been singing about like uh like battles a lot with swords and shields and that kind of stuff, so I think the the heroism may be coming from that one but also also we have defined our own music kind of like heroic folk metal style, Uh, most likely the, the heroism also heroic comes from that we have very melodic music, very epic melodies with orchestral backgrounds and stuff like that so I'll, I'll go with that
0: all right since you mentioned melodies uh I'd, I'd have to say that the melodies are the biggest differentiator in the music or genre you're part of can you help us understand what makes an Ensiferum level quality melody is it hummability is it uh, how quickly the melody can get stuck
3: in your head <laughs> um uh, now that is an excellent question too um how could I answer to that one? well of course the the melody well it has to be really good and uh, it. damn that's a tough one to answer actually Um, well it needs to be good enough and uh, it needs to fit to the band at least somehow in the beginning and uh, then we always sit down together and try out every single variation, what we can just come up with, with the ideas, melodies and rhythms and everything. So, uh, if we find a solution, how we can perform that particular melody, then it's qualified by Ensefero.
0: Very quickly, I must mention a joke here. Uh, In India, we have a, a sweet or a toffee as such, which was called Melody. And the tagline for that was, melody is very chocolatey. I think that's a good word to define encipherum's melodies too, because uh, just like chocolate, it manages to warm and make all of us feel good and also heroic at times.
3: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I'm a big fan of chocolate, so I can assign <laughs> that one.
4: Awesome,
2: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> awesome. So, you know, coming back, you know, on your previous album, Two Paths, uh, it featured a lot more clean vocals compared to the harsh vocals. And in an interview I read, uh, your bassist, Sami Hinka, mentioned that it was just for the album. But listening uh, to Thalassic, classic, uh, it also features a lot of clean vocals. I mean, most prominently on the track uh, One With The Sea, which brings me to my question uh, how do you kind of decide what style of vocals fit in best with the track?
3: Well, that comes from the person who is doing the music, which is our main guy, Markus Toivonen. It comes from okay. him. Uh, he has the the visions in his head, and he pretty much can say from the beginning that is there going to be clean vocals in this song or not. So that song was completely for clean vocals.
2: Coming back to the album, you know, the track that really stood out for me was the last track, uh, Cold Northern Land. I mean, compared to the rest of the album, it is quite darker and to me it brought back, you know, memories of listening to the early Enzifirm albums. So how do you feel that track kind of fit in with this whole theme that you had going uh, off the
3: sea? I think it fits very well, and you are right. It's uh, it's more darker than the rest of the songs, and uh, we wanted to have a little bit more of old Enziferum feeling on the song, and I think we did it really good. It really has this old Enziferum vibe on it.
2: Yeah, was there any at any point like a debate that you all had that? Should we keep it on the track? I mean, it's an almost nine-minute track, so it's quite epic in that form. So uh, was there any debate at all?
3: No debate at all.
2: (laughs) Awesome. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Another thing I must mention, because we got the promo with the bonus tracks, and you've got uh, two tracks, which I was completely unfamiliar with, so I had to do a bit of research. One with which is by an actor, I believe, Petri Kionin, a Finnish actor. And it's a track, Mirelli Lahatev. And the other one, which had a bit of a history, which is I'll Be By Your Side, which was originally by a band called The Lollipops, which was released in 1965, but only made famous by another Finnish act called The Hungarians. So both tracks have been kind of given an encyclopaedic theme, a treatment, I must say, which is kind of cool. Why did you decide to cover those tracks and release them uh, as a bonus on the album?
3: To answer for the first song, which is completely acoustic, and that one is actually a medley from all the melodies and parts what you can hear throughout the album, and okay. the uh, the lyrics for that one is actually a poem. A Finnish poem by that man who, whose name you just mentioned. And uh, the other one, uh, I will stay by your side. It was a huge hit in Finland by the band H- The Hurricanes. And um, many people in Finland still today believe that it's a song from The Hurricanes, even though it's a cover from The Lollipops. uh um, yeah. We really love that song. It's a very short, simple, great song and we could find it to fit in this, how could we say, in a pretty epic form, you know, I I really like the outcome of that cover song.
2: Were there any other tracks that you all considered uh, covering to include on this album as a bonus or maybe extras?
3: Uh, We actually ran out of time also in the studio and right before the studio we also ran out of time of figuring out these bonus tracks since they are so highly asked nowadays within all the album releases and stuff. But um, these were the, well, let's say the easiest and fastest choices what we could make within the time frame what we had it would be nice always to to record five or six at least different songs but uh unfortunately this time we did not have the time for that one
2: if it was up to you which track do you have any personal favorites that you would like maybe on a extra or a next album that you'd like to do a cover of
3: right now no because uh we usually always decide these ones also as a group. We just come up with, well, most of them are very silly ideas. And uh, then we need to try it out. Does it work or not? Not all the songs are easily transformable to sound like NC Ferrum could add our own signature stuff on it. So it's a little bit longer process. So we just don't. Pick a song and just do it and hope that it works. We always make them work.
0: Petri, at this point in time, we've spoken a lot about Thalassic. We'd like to play a song from Thalassic for our audience. Which one should we play and why that song?
3: Um, now, that's a good question.
4: <laughs> uh,
3: uh, damn. Uh, let's go with the uh, Four Sirens. Why that song? Your personal favorite? It is, yeah. <clears throat> it's a little bit different from our usual songwriting style and uh, but it still sounds very much as a Ferum, So it's a very catchy melody song. Good rhythms, good stuff. I like that song.
0: Lovely. So here it is. Here is Four silence and As soon as the song is back, we'll actually, since you mentioned the songwriting, let's talk to you about the songwriting.
2: albums in 20 years. It's quite a hefty discography. Uh, At this point has it become easier to write an album's worth of music for Enziferum?
3: No. So has Uh, it become tougher? We don't want to, you know, roll around in the same tracks as compared to the previous album or the album before that one. We always want to move forward and bring new elements and new stuff. What we haven't done before to the music what we want to bring out on the next album so going through that kind of process is it's tough it gets tougher after every single release because there is like a little bit taken out from this angle and we should bring just a little bit of some new angle to the music so we can stay interesting to ourselves also, and also to our fans. So I, I would say it's, it gets a little bit tougher each time. Um, is there a
0: bucket list of sorts that you personally have as such? Like, you know, any songwriting elements, sounds, any experiments or thoughts that you're looking to integrate into InSephiram as a musician?
3: No, we don't have a bucket list. No. We, we go also with the flow, like what kind of material comes out and it pretty much tells us very soon that what it needs. So if there's something to be tried out with, we we'll, we always try it out. And uh, usually we are very surprisingly, positively surprised.
0: Petri, how much of Finland would you say is in your music? Essentially, the question I'm trying to ask is, Could Ensiferum have come from any other country?
3: I have no idea. (laughs) I I have never even thought a question like that. Uh, I have to say no.
0: Okay, I'll tell you where this question came from. Now, recently we uh, we interviewed uh, several bands from Canada, or actually we were talking about several bands from Canada, and there seems to be this... You know, this unique uh, Canadian metal sound that's developing, which has, which obviously it has a lot to do with earnestness or just honesty or something of that sort. Like, I can tell which is the if this is a band from Canada or not. I'm trying to see
3: if there's a similar thought from Finland, maybe. Well, Finland has so many metal bands now that. I remember back in the 90s and stuff like that, uh, The most of the stuff was just like melodic, very dark metal and death metal and a little bit of black metal here and there. And then in the early 2000s, we started to get bands like uh, Nightwish, Children of Bottom popped up late 90s and this kind of way. So the sound was transformed a little bit at that time but I think you can still recognize Finnish sound pretty well.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: Could you maybe help us understand what this Finnish sound is? How would you define it or describe it to somebody who doesn't know what the Finnish sound is?
3: It's really hard to describe a sound so I would Mm -hmm. just recommend the fans to go on a Finnish heavy metal trip and go and listen <laughs> to different kind of bands then then you know what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, so so let me ask you this um, why do you think Enzaphyrim's music resonates uh, and is popular with so many people the world over? Uh, why do you think people are listening and really
3: uh, what is its appeal? Melody in the music. We have cheerful stuff we have beer drinking songs. Then we have more serious songs in the between. And uh, we basically also say to ourselves that we have no musical boundaries, what we cannot do. You know, we have, have a Western theme going on on Stone Cold Metal and on Two of Spades. We have very 70s disco in between. So we have no limits. I, I think it's that one. And also the, the live performances, what we do, we we go out over there and give 200% each night. So the show must be entertaining. That's why it's called entertainment business.
0: Okay, but you know, just humor me on this one. Uh, and it's just the flip side of the argument as such. Um, a lot of people associate the metal that and plays And a lot of the genre artists play is uh, they're associated with cheesiness. Uh, How do you react to such a statement?
3: It is so true. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, it's true. You cannot deny it. You know, sometimes we go over the top by ourselves and we we actually ask ourselves, like, is this too cheesy? Can we actually put this one on an album? And the answer is always, hell yes, we can.
0: I love that, I love that sense of confidence that uh, allows you to do that. I mean, it, it truly takes balls to be able to be so cheesy and yet pull it off every, every single time.
3: Yes, uh, you need to be able to laugh at yourself in this business also. We do this as seriously as we can, but we are still able to have fun with our music. That's, that's one of our strong sides.
2: So, you know, this is a personal observation I've made and, uh, you know, you touched upon it slightly earlier that in the past decade or so, there's been a rise in bands in the folk metal scene and a lot of their uh, focus is more on the image than really the music. I mean, you, you talked earlier about how you're, you classify your music uh, being battle, right? And you guys, in your videos and images, you've got like the battle gear on up. Uh, What do you think about it? I mean, uh, do you feel at a certain level it takes away from the music?
3: I think the both should walk hand in hand. You know, it's both is equally important. Well, of course, uh, well, the music is really, really important. To me, it kind of doesn't matter what the guys are looking like, what kind of outfits they wear or whatever. Uh, it, It doesn't matter if the music is good that speaks for itself
2: now uh, here's something I read in your website and uh, if I may quote you because I'm not sure who exactly said it is uh, you said we're privileged to be full-time musicians and you never know what the future brings Uh, I'm not sure when exactly you'll said it but it's in a way kind of strange considering the time uh, that we face uh, at the moment with the pandemic uh, all around the world so uh, considering you all are full-time musicians, what changes uh, do you have planned based on you know the current uh, scenario uh, around the world, where you know tours are being cancelled, uh, we don't know when gigs will come back.
3: Yeah, that is also excellent question. Like, what can bands do uh, right now? The the online world is very open to everything that doing like. Uh, live stream shows and stuff like that. It is a real bummer. This current situation. We lost sixteen festival shows, and the new cool. album is coming in like two months on July tenth. And uh, touring was supposed to start later this year, early next year. So a lot of plans has have completely been flushed down the toilet. And, well, we are not the only band. Every single band has the same issue right now. So, we are currently working on a live stream show. So, uh, that is going to happen. And hopefully we can announce that one out pretty soon when we get the final information. Uh, Besides the live stream, are there any other special
0: promotions you guys are doing for Thalassic? Given, of course, the circumstances... Uh, of sorts, maybe an online Zoom listening party. That would be actually a good one. Thank you for the idea.
4: You're <laughs> <all this country. laughs>
0: so here's our final question to you. What does heavy metal mean to you after such a long time playing heavy metal around the world?
3: It means the best music in the world. I love it. It's it gives me so much pleasure and energy and you know just good vibes all over and on that note thank you. thank
0: you so much for your time Petri. it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you stay chocolatey i, <laughs> yeah,
4: will. Stay chocolate. I will i will stay chocolatey.
3: yes thank you guys very much and uh stay safe and hopefully see you all soon
1: So yeah, that was kind of cool. I mean, uh, I still remember listening to Enzifirim when I first got into metal and it was one of those uh, things that I was introduced to. Hey, check out this band also. So it was kind of cool to talk to someone from the band and kind of realize that, yeah, you know, uh, they are really looking at uh, the cheesiness or the goofiness in the music. And uh, yeah, why not? I mean... You know, not all metal has to be, like, brutal or serious, right?
0: I'll be brutally honest here. This was my first ever Ensiferum album. I'm not a huge power metal or a folk metal kind of a guy. I, I appreciate cheesiness, though. And I can definitely appreciate the fact that when you go over the top, you have to really commit to go over the top. And, hey, Petri definitely is chocolatey, and this is extremely melodic, so... <laughs> So, yeah, that's it for this episode. Reach out to us. We are at HornsUpPod.com or find us on Twitter at HornsUpPod, at Asmohani, at Trent Crusher. You know the drill. Till the next time, haunts Up. Horns Up, guys.